much, buddy. I've been expecting you. Bingo! Yahtzee! There is a God. I speak German. I'm not Casey and the Sunshine Band, in their song, Get Down Tonight, uh, gave a command. said, do a little dance, make a little love, get down tonight. Um, and, and I want to focus on that do a little dance. Uh, I think it's a, uh, a great charge for, for everyone, but, but for believers especially. Um, we should dance. We should be joyous. We should be happy. Um, and, and I know even as I say that, and even as I've been thinking about this, uh, it's hard to do that when you say, well, wait a second, you're, you're telling us that we should be joyous. You're, you're saying we should dance. Uh, and yet look at the circumstances that surround us. Look at, look at COVID. Uh, you know, it's been almost a year uh, of of lockdowns and quarantines and and vaccines and trials and and information overload and 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 we have the political climate in this country we're divided as ever uh, we have an economy that that's that's suffering and people out of jobs and 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 we have executive orders and we have all this stuff going on um, and we have riots and more riots and other riots and we have people pointing fingers and and here I am saying that Casey and the Sunshine Band was correct when they said do a little dance. We need to dance. We have reason to dance. Um, and, and the reason that we have to dance is because we know God, or, or better said, God knows us, right? Our name, if you're a believer, your name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life. And, and you should dance. You should have that joy, that, that, that happiness that, that transcends, that peace that, sur- that surpasses understanding. Um, and there's a story in the Bible, if you read First and Second Samuel, uh, both of those books, uh, it tells the story of David and how he became the king. Uh, and there was a prophecy that said David was going to be the king of Israel. Um, and at the time, Saul was the king and David was a servant of Saul's. And so um, Saul, in his serving of, of the king, of David in serving Saul, uh, wound up killing Goliath. Um, and because he killed Goliath, uh, and again, you could go read that story, you probably are familiar with it, uh, because of David killing Goliath, he became very popular uh, among the Israelites. Um, he was good looking, he was young, um, and because he was popular and because um, he was growing in popularity and everything that he had done, Saul, the king, became jealous of David and decided he was going to kill David. Uh, he's like, I can't take this. He's, he's getting on my nerves. He's, he's more popular than me, so I'm going to kill him. And so David was pursued by Saul and the armies of Saul. And, and he was pursued so, so vigorously that at times David had to hide out in caves like he would go to the mountains and he would hide out in caves uh, and he would be pursued. And, and it was just, it wasn't a good time for someone who had been prophesied, like you're going to be the future king and look at your future king. He's hiding out in caves. He's he's hiding in fear because they're looking to kill him. And he was tipped off. Uh, uh, Saul had a son named Jonathan, um, and Jonathan tipped off David and said, hey, they're, they're looking to kill you, and that's why David was able to run away and they pursued him. Uh, and at, at one point, David encountered Saul and Saul didn't know David was there and David could have killed Saul, uh, but he didn't. He showed David mercy or he showed Saul mercy. So David didn't kill him uh, and Saul Saul found out about it. And so he said, okay, I'm not going to kill David anymore. I'm going to stop pursuing him. Um, And a little bit later on, there was a battle and Saul and Jonathan were in the battle. Now, Jonathan was like David's best bud and Saul was the king that David served and, and, 
Jonathan got killed, and then Saul killed himself because he didn't want to be captured. Uh, so you had you know his best buddy get, you know getting killed, and then the king uh, killing himself so he wouldn't be uh, captured. And so David becomes king. Um, and as all this is going on in his life, right? David is now the king. He has to grieve the death of the king Saul. He has to grieve the death of Sauna, uh, of his of his best friend Jonathan. Um, when he became king, it wasn't like just peace started reigning because now David's the king. There were other battles. He had a big battle with the Philistines. Uh, there were loved ones that were killed. He had people that he thought were part of his group that actually betrayed him and and like pulled a Benedict Arnold on him and and went to the other side. And all this stuff is going on. Uh, and they have a battle with the Philistines. They they beat the Philistines and they take the Ark of the Covenant and they're going to bring it to Jerusalem. And as they're doing that, um, the Ark of the Covenant, it was being carried and pushed by ox and stuff like that. And and as they're carrying it, it kind of was toppling and it was going to fall over. Uh, And one of the things that God had said to the uh, Israelites when it came to how to deal with the Ark of the Covenant, he said, no one can touch it. If they do, they're going to die. So as the Ark is about to fall over, there's a guy uh, next to it, I think his name is Uzzah, um, he sees that it's going to fall over and instinctively he reaches up to to stop the ark from falling and he's instantly killed. God kills him right there. And the Bible says that David was angry with God that he killed um, another one of his friends, another one of the people he knew. And so he, he was upset. So he said, you know what? I'm not bringing the ark to Jerusalem. I'm going to leave it in this town over here. Let's go home. So for three months, the ark of the covenant was in another town and David got word that the ark was blessing because the ark of the covenant, which represented in the old Testament, the presence of God, um, because the ark of the covenant was in that town, that town was being blessed. Um, and you can, put blessed thing, you know, money, uh, crops, animals, whatever it was, it was blessed beyond belief. And David's like, hey, let's bring the Ark of the Covenant. Let's bring it back home. Let's bring it to Jerusalem. So they go get the Ark and they're bringing it back to Jerusalem. And as the Ark enters Jerusalem, um, David is so excited, right? This is the presence of God. This is God entering Jerusalem. And, and the Bible talks about David taking off like his outer robes and leaping and dancing, leaping and whirling. Uh, and, and if you look at the, the language that is used and you study the words, it, it means that he was going nuts. Like he was jumping up and down, fist pumps, spinning up and down, hooping and hollering. And people see him. Uh, and one of Saul's daughters calls him out and says, David, you're the king. You're acting like a fool. What are you doing? And David's response to her is, hey, listen, I'm going to be even more undignified. I'll be even more undignified than that. I, I am going to show no restraint because that's God and he's coming into town. Like he was so excited that God was coming into town. He was so excited that the presence of God was coming that he leaped and twirled and jumped and danced and hooped and hollered and went nuts. Like you've seen those reaction videos where where the football team or your sports team wins and people jump up and go nuts and scream and holler and and, and like run in place and do all these crazy things and do backflips. That's what David was doing. He was leaping and dancing and going crazy in a good way because God was coming into town. And, and I want you to remember, all that was happening. Think of all the circumstances that had happened in his life up until that point. His best friend died. 
The king that he served not only died, the king before that was trying to kill him. He was hiding out in caves. He had people who were backstabbing him. He had people who were trying to kill him. He had friends deserting him. He, there was wars. There were, I mean, uh, one guy died from touching the ark. There were so many things going on. He was mad at God. He had questions for God. Why am I in a cave? Why did this guy die? All this stuff is going on. And yet when he focused on God, when he had his focus on God, he danced like a fool. And I think for believers, what a great message for us, what a great way, great way for us to try to approach tomorrow, right? To approach this week, to approach this month, to approach this year. Um, let's become undignified before, before the people. Who cares what they think? We have God, right? Why do you have a reason to dance despite COVID? Despite questions about jobs, despite political upheaval, despite trials, despite people lying like crazy all over the place on the Democrats and the Republican side, why do you have a reason to dance? Because your name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life. You're forgiven of your sins. You're a child of God. You're redeemed. You're righteous. You're whole because of what Jesus Christ did on the cross. There is a God. And not only do you know him, he knows you, and that's a reason to dance. So it, there's nothing wrong, even though circumstances may call for you to be sad and depressed and lonely. Well, the Bible calls believers to be salt and light, right? We're supposed to go out and be salt and light to the world, and we can't do that if we're moping around. So it, it's okay to dance. It's okay to be excited. It's okay to have a positive attitude because... Number one, God's in control and he knows what he's doing. But number two, your name is written in the Blam's Book of Life. You know, so Casey and the Sunshine Band were correct when they said, do a little dance. We have a reason to do a little dance. We have a reason to celebrate. Um, again, I'm not saying circumstances can't bring you down. Uh, they, of course they do. I'm not saying there's not a time to mourn. Of course there is. But in the grand scheme of things, when you really get to the, the, to the top level of things, the macro level of things, and you think about who God is, and who you are, and who you are in Christ because of what God has done, that's a reason to dance. Um, and so I don't know if that's like encouragement or, um, you know, for me, it's more of like a, a kick in the hind, hind parts to say, dude, you gotta, you gotta wake up. You gotta be, be happier. You gotta be, you gotta understand that God's in control and, and you do have a reason to dance. I mean, if David can do what he did, despite everything that had been going on in his life and in his world, and when he was, came into the presence of God, he just jumped around like a fool. Um, you know, we have the presence of God in our life. So we, I think we should be able to dance just a little bit more. So maybe that's the encouragement, you know, look, look at the, look at things from a little different perspective. Um, understand that God is still God. He's still in control. No, you're not going to understand everything he does. No, you're not going to understand why COVID is here and why there's this political division and why things happen the way they happened for whatever reason. You're not. And, and sometimes if you really read the Bible, we're really not meant to. We're meant to trust and, and have faith in God and trust that he knows what he's doing. And in the meantime, Maybe we could leap and whirl a little bit. Maybe we can dance a little bit more because I think we need to. I think the world needs it. Uh, we need a little bit more dancing in our life and, and a little less complaining and whining and moping. Uh, and again, not diminishing the stuff that's going on, um, but really trying to highlight the fact that there is a God uh, and he is in control and he knows what he's doing. Um, and as believers, let's dance. Maybe I should have used David Bowie's Let's Dance. That would have been good too. Could have quoted him. But um, yeah, let's dance. David Bowie was correct. Casey and the Sunshine Band was correct. Let's dance. So uh, put that in your theological pipe and smoke it, and we'll see you next time. Well.
Bye.